Welcome to all our listeners and many thanks for joining us once again on the Cybersecurity Transformation Podcast. I'm JC Gaylord, I'm the founder and managing director of Corex Partners. And in these final episodes of the, the third series of the podcast, I'm continuing to revisit a number of aspects we've been talking about in the last uh, in the last few episodes, and in particular I'm continuing to link up those various elements um, in in the shape of a conclusion to the series, if you want. We looked at the first hundred days of the new CISOs. We looked at, the, at that six days, six weeks, six months pattern, which uh, underpins it. Uh, and we looked at a number of of, um, of uh, peripheral aspects, if you want, the tenure of the CISO, the profile of the CISO, the reporting line, the role of the board, how to frame the cybersecurity agenda at board level, and so on. Uh, in the last episode, we mentioned uh, the when-not-if paradigm and, and the way it has changed the perception of cybersecurity and um, the, the, the prioritization of cybersecurity initiatives at board level. Uh, essentially, um, this is no longer about risk or compliance in many, in many boardrooms and for many senior execs. When you say when, not if, you enter the realm of, of certainty, you will be breached. You need to protect yourself. This is no longer strictly about risk. Risk is about uncertainty, something that may or may not happen, some, something you can mitigate, something you can transfer, something you can accept. When you say when, not if, you get out of that mindset and you enter a different mindset, mindset where protection becomes paramount and become protection behind protection uh, it's uh, it's execution which uh, which takes center stage and that's uh, what uh, I'm going to be focusing on this uh, on this this um, episode of the podcast if you want knowing what to do around cybersecurity is reasonably well established you know cybersecurity good practice has been around for the best part of the last 20 years to a large extent, it still protects across most industries from most threats and it still ensures a, a degree of compliance with most regulations. Putting it in place, putting good practice in place in real life across the depth and the breadth of the modern enterprise is exactly where large firms have failed over the past 20 years in spite of colossal investments in that space with tech vendors and 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 consultancies of all sorts. Uh, of course, large organizations morph constantly uh, through mergers, acquisitions, through their own, own organic expansion very often, or through their digital transformation, not to mention the impact of major disruptive global events such as the, the 20 um, the 2008-2009 financial crisis or the, the COVID pandemic and its aftermath. Um, of course, business priorities and the perception of risk by, by the business shift according to those, those patterns and those business cycles. Um, mechanically, the perception of risk by the business follow business cycles, business cycles which may be long or short. And, and also, um, it follows the visibility those business cycles can afford to business leaders at any given time. Those dynamics are unavoidable. And we've seen throughout the COVID pandemic that the lack of visibility over the mid to long term was a key parameter for many execs. Um, cybersecurity works on a different pattern, in particular where 
maturity levels are low and where real change is required to face uh, escalating threats. Um, to be successful with cybersecurity transformation, you are going to have to work with all stakeholders across all corporate silos, bringing on board support function, business function, as well as technology functions. So the secret sauce for the the, the the new CISO, in my opinion, is in demonstrating that they can get things done. You know, very often, past execution failure in, in, in that space has left scars with senior execs. You know, some would have seen several generations of CISOs coming in with fantastic transformative plans, asking for millions, before disappearing after a few years, having achieved very little in practice in terms of real change. So I say it once again, the secret sauce for the new CISO will be in demonstrating that they can get things done over the right time frames by maneuvering around the political maze of large organizations, understanding how they really operate and building up a genuine bond of trust with all stakeholders. This is rarely about buying more tech, to be, to be honest. Uh, it's, it's more about understanding how, where the roadblocks have been, which have prevented progress in the past, how those roadblocks are linked with the business culture of the firm and working out ways of removing them or circumnavigating them. What it requires from the new CISO is real-life managerial experience, personal gravitas, political acumen, far more than raw technical skills. We said that many times throughout this series because the, the new CISO fundamentally will not deliver change on their own. They cannot be expected to. To, to do that, um, they will deliver change by leading a team of experts and by influencing uh, across the organization, across the fabric of the organization, and driving the ex execution of protective measures in that way. So more than ever, uh, I would say the, the, the key aspect for the transformational CISO will be to keep an eye on, on time frames and to be realistic about time. It takes the time it takes fundamentally to build the right team, to drive the long-term dynamics of change around cybersecurity practices, in particular in large organizations, and in part particular if you have to look across a more and more complex business environment, changing all the time, and, and possibly looking across multiple business cycles as well. And as a matter of fact, as well as, as, as looking across multiple business cycles, CISOs must also be realistic about the perspective they give, they give themselves in terms of time. There is so much you can achieve in a couple of years, you know, this, this very often true transformation will take far, far longer than that. And the CISOs have to be realistic, the new CISOs have to be realistic in terms of the perspective they give themselves to achieve change, you know, and so that they can place their role on the right trajectory of the mid to long term from, from the start. And also, as we were saying in the last episode, I think it's absolutely essential for, for senior execs to incentivize them to stay the course. That's also absolutely key. Uh, and frankly, as a, as a conclusion of this, um, of this short um, episode, I would say all this is probably far more complex than it might have been 10 or 15 years ago where the enterprise was self-contained or more self-contained. Um, and fundamentally, the, the, the key here is very much the trust and the bond of trust the new CISO needs to build with senior stakeholders. And, and 
keeping all the time that focus on getting things done, on execution, execution, and execution. Not just over the short term, uh, because inevitably tactical initiatives and firefighting requirements will emerge. That, that's just inevitable. But look, you know, looking strategically of the mid to long term as well as, as part of a structured and coherent vision for the protection of the business endorsed by all stakeholders from the board down and that's exact, exactly what needs to be built during those first hundred days and as the new CISO moves through that six days, six weeks, six months pattern we've been talking about. I'm going to stop here for this um, this episode and uh, once again many many thanks to all uh, our listeners I keep saying the same thing at the end of each episode. Quite a lot of content can be found on the Corex Partners blog, corexpartners.com. You will find the blog on the homepage or in, you know, under thought leadership in, um, in the navigation menu. You can go to the security transformation leadership publication on, on Medium if you, if you prefer. Uh, you've got all my contact details on the contact page on corexpartners.com. I will be delighted to, uh, to discuss any aspect with you or to exchange with you on any uh, any um, any matter um, or anything you liked or disliked in the in uh, in the podcast. Many many thanks once again to all our listeners, and uh, I'm continuing uh, to explore those aspects probably for a couple of more episodes before we bring this series to an end. And I I'm looking forward to uh, to continuing discussing all this with you. Thank you. Thank you.